Good morning, friends. Today is Thursday, the 8th of October, 2020. I'm excited because today is my Friday. I have tomorrow off. And so that seems like a wonderful rest um, and chance to get some stuff done around the house. Still not finished unpacking, etc., etc. So I wish you a happy and blessed day, whatever it is in the days of the week for you, so to speak. And I hope that you have rest coming up as well. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 131 and 132, Micah 3, 1 through 8, Acts 24, 1 through 23, and the Gospel of of Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker, for you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 131. O God, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. 
like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in God, from this time on and forevermore. Psalm 132 O God, remember in David's favor all the hardships he endured, how he swore to God and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for God, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. We heard of it in Ephrath. We found it in the fields of Jaar. Let us go to God's dwelling place. Let us worship at God's footstool. Rise up, O God. and go to your meeting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with right, let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your faithful shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. God swore to David a sure oath, from which God will not turn back. One of your descendants I will set on your throne. If your descendants keep my covenant and my decrees that I shall teach them, their descendants for also forevermore shall sit on your throne. For God has chosen Zion. God has desired it for God's habitation. This is my resting place forever. Here I will reside, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless its provisions. I will satisfy its poor with bread. Its priests I will clothe with salvation, and its faithful will shout with joy. There I will cause a horn to sprout up for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. Their enemies I will clothe with disgrace, but on David the crown will, gre- the crown will gleam. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Micah, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And I said, Listen, you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, should you not know justice? You who hate the good and love the evil, who tear the skin off my people and the flesh off their bones, who eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin off them, break their bones into pieces, and chop them up like meat in a kettle, like flesh in a cauldron. Then they will cry to God, but God will not answer. God will hide God's face from them at that time, because they have acted wickedly. Thus says God concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to eat, but declare war against those who put nothing into their mouths. Therefore, it shall be night to you, without vision, and darkness to you, without revelation. The sun shall go down upon the prophets, and the day shall be black over them. The seers shall be disgraced, and the diviners put to shame. They shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power and the Spirit of God, and with justice and might to declare to Jacob their transgression, and to Israel their sin. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. 
Canticle J, a song of Judith. I will sing a new song to my God, for you are great and glorious, wonderful in strength, invincible. Let the whole creation serve you, for you spoke and all things came into being. You sent your breath and it formed them. No one is able to resist your voice. Mountains and seas are stirred to their depths. Rocks melt like wax at your presence. But to those who fear you, you continue to show mercy. No sacrifice, however fragrant, can please you. But whoever fears God shall stand in your sight forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 24, verses 1 through 23. Five days later, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and an attorney, a certain Tertullus, and they reported their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul had been summoned, Tertullius began to accuse him, saying, Your Excellency, because of you we have long enjoyed peace, and reforms have been made for this people because of your foresight. We welcome this in every way and everywhere with utmost gratitude. But to detain you no further, I beg you to hear us briefly with your customary graciousness. We have, in fact, found this man a pestilent fellow, an agitator among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, and so we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn from him concerning everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge by asserting that all this was true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I cheerfully make my defense, knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation. As you can find out, it is not more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. They did not find me disputing with anyone in the temple or stirring up a crowd either in the synagogues or throughout the city. Neither can they prove to you the charge that they now bring against me. But this I admit to you, that according to the way, which they call a sect, I worship the God of our ancestors, believing everything laid down according to the law or written in the prophets. I have a hope in God, a hope that they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Therefore, I do my best always to have a clear conscience towards God and all people. Now, after some years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to offer sacrifices. While I was doing this, they found me in the temple, completing the rite of purification without any crowd or disturbance. But there were some Jews from Asia. They thought they ought to be here before you to make an accusation if they have anything against me. Or let these men here tell what crime they had found when I stood before the council, unless it was this one sentence that I called out were standing before them, while standing before them. It is about the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. But Felix, who was rather well informed about the way, adjourned the hearing with the comment, When Lysias, the tribune, comes down, I will decide your case. 
Then he ordered the centurion to keep Paul in custody, but to let him have some liberty and not to prevent any of his friends from taking care of his needs. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle R, A Song of True Motherhood God chose to be our mother in all things, and so made the foundation of their work, most humbly and most pure, in the virgin's womb. God, the perfect wisdom of all, arrayed himself in this humble place. Christ came in our poor flesh to share our mother's care. Our mothers bear us for pain and for death. Our true mother, Jesus, bears us for joy and endless life. Christ carried us within them in love and travail until the full time of their passion. And when all was completed and Christ had carried us so for joy, still all this could not satisfy the power of God's wonderful love. All that we owe is redeemed in truly loving God. For the love of Christ works in us. Christ is the one whom we love. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 7 verses 36 through 50. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. And Jesus went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that Jesus was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind Christ at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet, and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors one who owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, they ca- the debtor canceled the debts for both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. 
Go in peace. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I have a few thoughts on the Gospels today, friends. Or <laughs> Oh my goodness, mornings are so hard, right? <laughs> Please forgive me. Have some grace for my bumbling around. I mean, of course, that I have a few thoughts on the scriptures. I want to start with our Psalms. I love Psalm 131. I love the thought that we don't have to focus on the big stuff, that if we focus unquieting our souls and I love I love 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 the image of the soul within us in this beautiful trust love peace relationship trust love and peace relationship trusting loving and peaceful relationship yes I think that is what I'm trying to say exemplified in the small child, the weaned child, so the child who's just at the age past breastfeeding, which those of us who have been breastfeeding mothers know can vary greatly, <laughs> especially if we take into account those last few months where it's really just a comfort thing. <laughs> but anyway, that barely weaned child resting in the arms of the mother I don't know about you, but my son, when he was a toddler, he was so busy. He was so active, but he would have these moments upon waking where he just wanted to burrow into my arms and just wanted to snuggle up and he would just lay there just a little bit longer before getting ready to face the world again. And I feel that this example, this metaphor for the way our soul rests within us is a beautiful example of what that harmony looks like. And so I would that we are safe places for our souls, that we are safe havens for our children. Both of these things are so important right now. The world is terrifying at this moment and everything seems so out of control. And Though we cannot protect, nor should I think, nor do I think that we should shelter our children from everything, we can ourselves be their shelter. Let us be the place where they can come and know that they are safe. Too often, I think we are our own harshest critics, and then we also are so critical of our children. And our desire is good. We want ourselves to be better and to be growing and to be always moving forward. And we want our children to be growing up well. But right now, I think we just need to have compassion on ourselves and our kids. We just need to be a safe place. And if that means eating dinner in front of the TV and snuggling up, so be it. Whatever it is that gives you rest and comfort, Take a moment and do that if you can, and it is my prayer that you can. I know too many of us are working too hard to try to make the ends meet, and I pray that God will provide peace and solace, whether it's the moment on the train snuggled up together with our kiddos, 
or just that brief embrace upon waking, wherever that moment is, may the divine be there with us, providing for us. Amen. Our reading from Micah is another judgment prophecy against the evildoers that are sacrificing their people for their own. I'm going to say lustful, but I do not mean in the way of sexual lust. Lustful as in lustful for power, greed, for money, and all those sorts of things. So in their lust, they sacrifice the people that they are supposed to be caring for. And God is going to get them for it is what the prophet is saying. And as you've heard me say before, I think that the worst quote-unquote punishment is separation from God. And it's so ironic that the separation doesn't come from God. God does not actually turn away from us. God is always facing everywhere. But it feels like God has turned from us because we have put something between us and God. And I think we need to stop and listen to ourselves. I think our holistic selves, I know this sounds squishy, just go with me, but our holistic selves, especially our bodies, they tell us when there is something wrong. My son, um, as many of you who know me know, has a disability and he has symptoms of that disability. They are not the root cause, they are the outward symptom, right? And it shows in the, in the way he expresses his frustration. So he and I talked about this the other day because he had one of these like, what's wrong with me? It's so awful. I'm never going to be better. I'm never going to be okay kind of things. And I'm like, listen, this is just you telling yourself, hey, there's something wrong. It needs help. And I think that we do this with ourselves. It just looks different. For all of us, because for different people, God created us uniquely. But when things are not right in a situation, whether it's personal or global, the spirit within us, our very bodies, our beings, they give us signs And we would do well to listen to them, especially we women have been taught to ignore ourselves our whole lives. And then it is somehow a measure of strength to tamp down the feelings, to not feel them, even to not feel our body's pain. I mean, the way we brag about finishing the race on the broken leg or you know, and there are instances in which we need to. That's why we have the adrenaline and the other responses that allow us to, you know, the proverbial mother lifting the car off her kid or the soldier carrying his teammate through all kinds of hazardous conditions well beyond what normal human strength would be in order to save him. Those are the situations in which we need this and our bodies will help us with that. We don't need to practice it. So we don't need to practice overusing and abusing ourselves. We need to stop and listen to ourselves. And right now we need to stop and listen to our souls and our bodies tell us often what our souls have trouble getting through because we're so used to ignoring them. So that 
that stomach issue that you've been dealing with or the gas <laughs> or whatever it is, your body is trying to tell you something. What is it trying to tell you? Listen and respond. So we know when things are wrong. We know when something's gone awry. And even when we can't fix it, just acknowledging it can help us on the path to healing. In Acts, I want to hone in on one particular verse within the context of this reading. Paul replies, I cheerfully make my defense. I have been working with my therapist for a while now on what we call, this is like the goal of our therapy, more peace, less freak out. <laughs> and I have seen, praise God, the synergistic fruits of the efforts of the work with my therapist and my spiritual director and of course my prayer time with God, my talks with my friends, all of these things, you know, I, I, I try to approach my life at least over the last decade in a very integrated way. So it's not any one of these things, but all of these things together have been producing a little more peace and a little less freak out. So even in the circumstances that have been difficult, you know, arriving here, new job, hoping it's going to be great, but I'm right into a very difficult situation immediately. You know, the pandemic, everything, there's been a lot. Let's just leave it at that. There's been a lot. And for me, of course, the worst is always when somebody's not doing right by my child and the school system here has not been doing right by my child. Hopefully things are turning around. Praise God. I have some some good hope that people are finally going to do the things that they should have been doing all along. Um, sorry, I went off on the little aside there, but, but that just to say there's been a lot and yet my response with God's help has been markedly different than it would have been t 10 years ago. Um, when the shit hits, as opposed to freaking out and tumbling into this catastrophic thinking, oh my gosh, the world is ending, it's terrible, everything's going to go to hell, I'm not going to be able to provide for my son, he's going to have all the blah, 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 blah. I'm able to step back, take a prayerful breath and say, okay, here is some shit. We're going to deal with the shit. Let's get out the shovel. We're going to one step, one scoop at a time. We're going to work through this. And it has been transformative for me and for my son. He is more peaceful and less freaked out, like almost just by proximity. So part of the reason I'm talking about it is so that I can hold on to this, hold on to this feeling, right? But I think it relates to what Paul is saying. Like here Paul is under trial. People want to kill him. He's under attack. And he says, I cheerfully make my defense. Because I know in my heart, in my soul, in my integrated being, that I've been doing the best that I can to follow God's way. And I think that's where our true peace comes from, friends. When we are rooted in God's love, we know that one, we're doing our best to follow God's way. And two, 
when we fall short, which we do because we're human, the Holy Spirit covers us, covers the rest, fills in the gap. We don't have to be perfect. And what's been removed is this hustling for our self-worth, this idea that we have to be perfect in order to be defendable. And I spent the first 30 years of my life like that, and it was freaking miserable. I was stressed and anxious and sick and everything else. And this transition from hustling to peace did not come overnight. But I think it's what Paul is trying to exemplify for us here. Because no matter how much we hustle, no matter how smart, no matter how good, no matter how rich we are, we are always going to fall short. So we've got to have that wellspring of love to fall back into. Because that is what gives us, buzzword coming, resiliency. That's what keeps us strong and upright and cheerful and able to sleep at night resting in the arms of God. Amen. Lastly, our gospel reading. This is, you know, this is always one of our favorites. I want to again hone in on one particular thing here. Jesus in verse 43b says to Simon the Pharisee, do you see this woman? And I want to just stop and hold on to that. Do we see? Do we see God's love in the world enacted through and in other people? The Pharisee wasn't seeing the woman. He wasn't seeing her loving act. He was seeing what he perceived to be her sin. He was seeing what he perceived to be her waste. God, clear out our perceptions, clear out our judgments so that we may clearly see. So that we may clearly see the divine in others, in ourselves. When we look in the mirror, clear our perceptions of our body's imperfections and let us see our divine light shining through. Let us see your creation, God. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit, she strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffragist set A, just, just below 
the, um, well, at the bottom of page 97 of the Book of Common Prayer. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for this week, Proper 22. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Grace Sovereign God, almighty and everlasting Creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And as our prayer for mission, O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed begotten to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Dear God, I pray that all of us who are hurting would listen to the symptoms of our pain. And then with your help and your grace, Go beneath them, go deeper to find the source, to find the root cause, and to invite your healing in. God, may we rest in your peace, rooted in your love. May we see your creation, see the divine expressed in the world and in us. Amen.
Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us an awareness, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.